Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Hope you tune into my show, Untold with Maria Menounos, this Thursday night at 8 on E. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Good evening, After Buzzers. We are here at the After Buzz TV studios doing Everything American Horror Story Season 4. I am your host for the evening, David Scaflitti, joined by my beautiful panel and co-hosts, Sarah Huggins. Hello. Hi, guys. And Oriana Leah. Hello. Hello, ladies. Meow, I meant. Oh, meow, cute. Episode four. Edward Mordrake Part 2. Finally. Finally. Yes. So much better than Part 1. I agree. I'm so relieved. I was feeling like the pace was slow, and this was the episode. And it was only an hour long. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Yeah, thank God. Thank you, FX. No. I obviously had to watch the show without you guys last week because I was out, and I have to admit, I had to watch it in two or three sittings because... I it was dragging so much. I was like, "When is the action going to happen?" I get it's a two parter, but they need to give us something, and they gave us pretty much everything in this episode. Yeah, thank you. Which was a shame, right? For part one, yeah, at least because part two was great, and it was it moved very quickly, and I felt like the story was being told very nicely. And I was talking to our producer Marissa before the show, and she told me she binge watched the last few episodes, and that she fell asleep during the last one. And I was like, that's because they're just so long with not as much action. But then she asked how this one was, and I was like, redeeming. Well, knowing what you know now, that what happened in this episode, what would you have not included in the first one? Did you think about that? I don't, to be honest, remember the last episode. (laughs) I mean, I remember like the big parts. I remember the song. That was great. The song was great. The song. Um, Edward Mordrake, we found out about him. That was important. I think the Edward Mordrake story was the most memorable, but yeah, I can't. The bearded lady situation yeah. and how she's oh, right. dying. Okay. That was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But that was a big part of it. That's all that I can remember. Esmeralda came. Yes. Mm. And we had the museum. Yes. Okay, that was everything. Okay, so we remember something. Yeah, we remember the episode. Yeah, but right. that was like the main parts, and that's not an hour and a half. So no. Well, it was last week. But speaking <laughs> of Edward Moore Drake, um, we finally get to see the conclusion of that this week. Yes. Um... And he sort of goes through the freaks, and we get bits and pieces of their stories. We got the um, 
the legless lady. Legless Susie. Legless mm-hmm. Susie. <laughs> and we got um, Paul's story mm-hmm. tonight. And then we get into Elsa's story. Mm. Lordy, lordy. Look who's 40. Uh, she I, actually looks great. She looks incredible. Now, the, now this is the thing. So they obviously flashed back many, many years. Mm-hmm. And as we saw, you know, Kathy Bates has a younger self. Mm-hmm. And so does Dell. And again, <laughs> like, you know, Jessica Lane looks damn good. Well, yeah. this is not the first time that she's been flashed back to a younger self where yes. they haven't cast somebody else. Right, right, right. But they did cast someone else in Coven, right? For her teenage yes. self. For her mm-hmm. teenage self. Yeah. yeah. The, whatever that we know, we have to ask the makeup people, right? When yeah. they come back, like what they last. I remember last season we were asking, and they just said, "Well, it's a lot of really good lighting and mm-hmm. a lot of like light reflecting." But I don't know. Is there special effects going on? Because Dude. she looks, she looked dewy and young, thirty-five, not, not a wrinkle on her face. <laughs> there yeah. is like an old drag queen trick where they put like tapes and mm-hmm. they she was the wearing a wig interesting yeah. yeah she was wearing like a hat and that and a veil mm-hmm. you know but she looked incredible yeah now did you ever expect that Elsa was a dom because that that was like out of left field for me I totally agreed well uh, I didn't know that she I didn't wouldn't imagine her working in the sex industry mm-hmm. right. I mean I guess we got a glimpse of it with you know the um uh uh, what's uh, the the nurse in the beginning? Oh, right, right, right. When um, she she taped oh, her, right. yes, and it was a little, it was like a sex drug mm-hmm. video. It wasn't a she made a, a porno. Snuff, it wasn't a snuff film. No, no. because no one died. It was just no. a porno. It was just a porno. But you know, we got a glimpse of it. But I never thought that that would ever return in any way. Well, so it's funny because when I did that red carpet for the premiere, mm-hmm. everyone kept saying. I kept asking, you know the opening credits are so erotic. Like, is this going to be a theme? And everyone was like, oh, yeah. So I was expecting something. Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't expecting this. I mean, I think it's really poignant because the sex trade and entertainment kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of poor, unfortunate souls that don't make it in Hollywood or in entertainment. And as she says, you you trade away your humanity trick by trick. You know, thinking... Well, trust me, I've been on Craigslist. There's a whole lot of uh, sugar daddy ads and like really weird situations that people are offering and somebody must be taking them. Well, when, you know, when you're desperate. When you're desperate. So I think. What's the one thing that we were looking at that one day? We won't discuss that right now. Come on. What was Um, it? But (laughs) we're moving on. Later. After Uh, hours. I thought it was interesting about the whole like 1932. Yeah. So she talks about, um, she goes, she falls into the sex industry Right after World War One, when Germany was in ruins, and they, she talks about how the Germans fueled their misery with their cocks. Mm-hmm. Right, it was just like a sexual free for all. Those yeah. were her exact because words. there was nothing else <laughs> to do. There was or nothing going else to on. do, so they, you know, sexed it up. And she says that she wasn't like the other women or the other men who were doing it. She was more high class mm-hmm. and she was sought after and she was a dumb top. She was and a she boss. Was, and she was watched. She and had an she audience. She had an audience. Watch that, her. She that did paid some well. super sadistic things, making that man sit on the nail toilet. Yes. He seemed a little bit into it, He though. liked it. He said, thank you. I don't but know he has how to say thank you. in 1932 you recover from getting rusty nails you know, in mm. your backside. That's probably a really good point. <laughs> Maybe he, every time you sit down, you think of Dom Elsa. Yeah, but you could 
like tetanus yeah, sure. and like other diseases well, and other people sitting on that. it. But oh, they yeah, just they survived a war, know. so they clearly are being reckless. Like they're not taking care of like but this he, behavior. But he loved her and he became obsessed with her and followed her. The soldier boy. Mm-hmm. Is that who That's she was the soldier about? boy. Yeah. She said he saved oh, her. Goodness. Yeah, so he was clearly he was he was down to clown with her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was good like idea. Sarah is tonight, <laughs> dressed as a clown. But like she even said she would never forgive him for saving her. Like she clearly well, wanted to die. So she goes from being just a, a dominatrix, moves into films, mm-hmm. and she's told <laughs> what they call blue films, which I've never heard that Mm-mm, term before. Actually. Maybe blue light. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't. Know. Maybe. <laughs> But she was essentially yeah. drugged. But she was, um, she did her porn, and I think only in the last one she was drugged. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they gave her lots of drink, and they kept telling her, here, have another drink. And she was drugged, and they put those stocking caps on, and they sawed her, her legs off. off. And they How said she was one of the lucky ones. Is beyond me. Adrenaline? Oof. It's horrific, and what's also really disturbing is that these things have happened. I don't know about that actual act, but, like, some films exist, and people, mm-hmm. ex- you know, exploit other people and kill them on film. Can you imagine? But you no. know what's weird? I, I thought that when she was retelling the story uh, to Edward, she kind of had this weird tone when she was like, you know, it it might have even made all the, made its way to Austria. She's talking about the film. Well, because it's it like did she's make being, her a star. Well, she said you know, that. She said. And she was finally being seen, but look at what she had to sacrifice. Right. And I just, I think that the writers did a great job of twisting everyone's stories. I, I don't want to bring in Twisty yet, but I wasn't expecting his backstory. And also this one completely surprised me. Me too. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. Incredible story. And another thing I kept hearing on the red carpet at the premiere was how touching and moving this season was. And I'm now starting to get that of like the incredible pain and suffering that all of these characters have gone through that has brought them together. And to this point, yeah. I cried in this episode. Well, I was going to say, I don't think that an oh, episode, there was didn't. one episode of Coven. Yes. I shed tears in this episode you as did? well. did? Yes. Yeah. Uh, like I had tears in my eyes, but I do think I remember one episode of haven't made me feel similar, but most episodes don't, and I feel like overall everyone's story was so devastating. Yeah. It is weird that this season the characters have the most heart. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel the most for these characters yes. out of all the seasons yes. so well, far. They're the most developed, I feel like. Almost. Yes. Remember how we were talking about the build-up in the first two episodes? Mm-hmm. How we're kind of like tired of them mm-hmm. beating it into us that these people are freaks, these people are different. I think that the reason why the emotions hit me so hard this episode is because for the first time they were seen as normal people. Right. And I think that that is the reason why they did it because they needed the audience to know and and feel these things and the emotional transition happened for me. I don't I, I don't know how you guys felt, but I I looked at Sarah and I was like <gasps> the same part and we'll probably get to it yeah. later. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anyone individual story for me. It was mm-hmm. a part that happened later. I okay. feel like there was, we got to see their fall from grace. You know, everyone had a kind of normal life or a happy time mm-hmm. and we get to see that fall and to see where they are now and just how pathetic it is, how much, how unhappy these people are, how pained they are. You know, I think you're right. The buildup was, I mean, we all knew the buildup was necessary, right? but I definitely, I feel for them now a lot. Yeah. I'm with you. And at the end of Elsa's story, she's begging Edward Mordrick to take her. Mm-hmm. I know. Which was Sad. devastating yeah. and so 
beautifully done, and Jessica Lange just killed that scene. Um, but, you yeah, know, and yeah. he doesn't. He's about to take her, and then he says, do you hear music? Hmm. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Like, I thought she was going to be the one that he went after. Did you? Yes. Because I said that today. Yeah. I tweeted that today. I said that it was going to be her, but I knew they're not going to kill Jessica Lange off the show now. So I knew that that wasn't going to happen, but I knew something was going to stop him or it was going to be like a botched killing. Like, it wasn't going to happen the way he wanted it to. So, yeah, it didn't surprise me at all that that happened. I didn't expect it in that way, but I knew... Well, he moves to Twisty. Yeah. And we finally get to see Twisty's background. And And hear his voice. And hear his voice finally, which I think to me, Twisty's story is probably the most devastating. Yeah. First of all, his voice. You know, we've we've been talking about John Carroll Lynch's acting, physical acting with his eyes. Mm -hmm. His voice was something kind of wonderful, something a little dopey, non-threatening, mm-hmm. he sounded like a child. gentle, mm-hmm. you know, because we do find out that his his soul is pure. Yeah. Even though he kills people, <laughs> you know, his soul is pure. And I, I mean, I love his performance in this series. Like, yeah. I think he steals the show for me. Yeah. He totally does. But what's, what I find really ironic about this is that it's like his soul is pure or he's a total sociopath. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because Edward Mordrake says, you know, every single person I've met, every sinner I've met essentially repents. They know in their heart that what they've done is wrong. And he doesn't know what he, that he's, what he, uh, he doesn't know that what he's done is wrong, which is what we would define as insanity or incompetency if someone was going to go to trial. Mm-hmm. But he takes him down to hell as a true freak. And I'm trying to put all of that together because it does, I thought it would be a punishment and it didn't at all look like a punishment. It looked like heaven to Twisty. Well, I'm the way that I see it, so you've all seen the show, so we don't necessarily need to recap his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is on the slower side. His brain isn't fully developed mm-hmm. and he's taunted by the freaks at the circus that he worked at Mm -hmm. and then taunted by the people in the town, which sort of explains why he killed some of the people that he killed. And he talks Mm -hmm. about the parents so that they don't have, the kids don't have to do chores and he got them a babysitter and he didn't, he got them candy. Um, and he just wanted to perform because he loved children. And we also got, to see why his mouth looked the way that it looked. And we were all kind of like, keep the mask on, don't show us. But then after he started speaking, it sort of didn't bother me anymore, his Mm -hmm. mouth. I I just, I I found it the most heartbreaking when he said, you know, I'm so dumb, I can't even kill myself. My father grew up with someone like that. And he said that there was a guy in town that was slow. This was in Braintree, Massachusetts. And he was slow. Everybody picked on him. He got bullied and he was miserable and depressed. And then he shot half his face off and lived. He, and my dad was like, it was heartbreaking because everyone knew he couldn't do anything right. Not even kill himself. Those exact words. So this is not a, this is not an original story. This has happened before. Right. But it's devastating. It is devastating. Well, and I hated, like, he didn't even do the things. He wasn't, like, doing anything inappropriate with the kids. It was, like, my... He was a good person. He was a good clown. Yeah. Yeah. And a good person. And he... he, 
and his struggle of trying to get people to see that kid, like, I could really feel that made me upset. And and I liked how they, they juxtapose him telling the story in such a sweet, childlike way, mm-hmm. but showing us the horrific things that he w- had done. Well, you know, the, the thing that's bothering me the most, and I hope that they address this in the coming episodes... It seemed like Dandy and Twisty were okay with working simultaneously, but they are completely different characters. Mm -hmm. You know, Dandy is out for malice, and he is thrilled by these these killings, and he enjoys it, and it's sadistic, and it's, it's not in the way that Twisty was, so obviously the evil is going to continue, but will, you know, it lead to his ultimate end? Dandy's ultimate Dandy's end. end. Most likely. He's, he's so destructive already. I mean, we see what he does in this episode, and he then he gets excited about about killing, and, and we see that, and we know that he's crazy, but it's a completely <laughs> other level. It's another level. It is, right. and I think the like way... Bratty level. <sighs> what did you say? He's like a bratty... Like, oh, yes. He's not... I mean, he's scary, but to me, like we were saying, he's like still like a handsome killer, but that kind of reminds me of like how a lot of the serial killers were like, you know, handsome, handsome men. Yeah, like Ted Bundy and stuff like that, but still, yeah, like I'm not that... I'm not as scared of him as like... Charles Manson. Yeah. Well, well that's where his struggle lies. People don't take him seriously. Yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah. you know, I think Emma Roberts... What, she doesn't Esmeralda. call him a freak. Esmeralda. She doesn't call him a freak, right? What tiny is... tits. Yeah, he tits. calls her tiny tits. Um, um, but but... The, uh, what I wanted to say was that I think the difference between Dandy and Twisty is that twi- because Twisty isn't fully mentally developed, I don't think he understands what... The repercussion. No, he Yeah, what Dandy is doing. Yeah, right. So he sees it differently than how Dandy sees it. Dandy sees it as like oh, we're the same because we're both killing people and we're both enjoying it, as, whereas Twisty sees that I'm, like, saving these people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because yeah, they didn't, I mean, he didn't, they didn't talk, so. Right, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why I feel like when he does, uh, Mordrick takes him and he is sort of happy and it sort of looks like heaven to him is because he belongs. He does, finally. but I'm still, I'm, I must be having a Bond moment because this whole thing was I'm going to find the true freak. Right. Mm -hmm. But to him, it's not hell. Right. And that's what I don't... To meet meet the rest of the unfortunate freaks in hell. And he goes there and they all put their hands on him and he gets to feel love and affection and a family. And I'm like, how is this... The only difference is his pain, Twisty's pain, Mm -hmm. was self-inflicted. He was the one that shot the gun, mm-hmm. and, you know, he is taking out these actions. Everyone else was either born with their disorder, mm-hmm. their limbs were taken from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the only difference that I could see. And like you said to me, you know, point. he can't recognize his own evil. Yeah. And I just feel like, the, you know, the main difference is he finally feels like he's a, a part of something, and... You know, all the freaks looked like they were welcoming him. Yeah. And it was with open arms and hugs. And I'm sure they all have a similar story where, you know, maybe they didn't start out as a freak necessarily, but they transformed. So I guess what I'm getting at is that the definition of freak is not what I would have thought it was. Right? Is that the definition of freak, I think, is going to probably evolve through the series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that this is... 
you know, a pained, unfortunate soul that knows not what he does. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I would have thought. Yeah. It's well, interesting I feel like, yeah, how, they, it depends how they've appropriated the word. Yeah, because it depends on who you ask. Like, some people, I mean, if you want to, like, take it to, like, the sex aspect, some people think things are freakier than others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some people might that's not be into point. it. And I get you know? the idea that, like, a true freak would be someone maladjusted and and that's really not part of our natural order and I can see that maybe that I don't know applies to Twisty because he could not recognize the evil in himself Hmm. well and there's also like the freak doesn't necessarily have to be in a bad connotation you know like Mm -hmm. people are like oh my god you're such a freak in like a good way like kind of like a freak flag. you're like yeah. a weird right you're like have right. like a weird side so you're showing you're showing how you are too yeah your true colors yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm a little upset that we're not gonna see any more of edward because i really do think that his dialogue sure. i mean oh, was incredible he, amazing he comes out only once a year insane. halloween has since passed mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that we're not going to see him especially because there is so much more to come in in these next episodes but I really thought that his words were some of the most poignant in the series so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed everything that he had to say. And I enjoyed how he said it. He yeah. tore up Elsa. Yeah. When he, and I was yeah. trying to write down as fast as I could. It was the too difficult. He was saying it was too difficult. But he just said, um, he said that uh, you are a pernicious, diseased animal herself. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I was just like, What? You're right. He just rips her apart. Everything he said, which, of course, I couldn't write down. I feel like, though, we might see him in a touch of the next episode because he didn't get a proper goodbye. We didn't see him, like, walk into the green fog or anything. He just poof disappears. I almost think he needs a goodbye. He did have two episodes named after him, though. Are we going to go? You don't? No. I think he he got what he came for. Yeah. Yeah. He took his soul. Halloween's done. Move on. We have so much more. So much more. So many more things developing. because Twisty left, Dandy gets his mask and gets to live his fantasy. So we see Dandy... Um, Who David is obsessed with, by the way. I'm obsessed, obsessed with, with too. Him. Oh my god, he's, he's adorable. Amazing. I, like Evan, I like Evan Peters better than him. Yeah, I don't. I I think he's such a great actor that yes. I don't find him adorable. Like right. I'm really repulsed by his character. Right, right, right. Oh, oh I just love him, and I yeah, think the character is fantastic. You yeah. said it right there. Hilarious. I just love him. Anyway, go well, on. Possibly, I'm gonna kill you later. <laughs> Hopefully. Just kidding. I'm not a killer. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Go on with your dandy um, love. So Dandy is performing a Halloween extravaganza for the chillins, right? Mm-hmm. And he wants to perform a magic trick where he saws the lady in half. Tiny, Tiny tits. tits. Tiny tits. But he ends up being the downfall of that entire show. It's it's because he got knocked out. Show. Yeah, no. I, you know I that, missed that. What happened? I was writing. Oh, so Evan Peters too. got free oh, yes. from oh. his his bindings and smacked him with his lobster hands. <laughs> I missed it. Knocked him out. <laughs> then Twisty was weirdly having everyone clap. Oh because yes. something funny happened. happened. You know, right? Yes. And he doesn't understand. No. Right, and. Uh, and then they all decided to run, and Twisty grabs Evan Peters and locks him in the cage. Right. And then we see the interaction between right. Edward and uh, Twisty as Evan Peters watches on. 
But the girl whose name is Bonnie. Bonnie. Which I guess I love her. I we miss. She's so pretty. Yeah. But Bonnie, the other boy, mm-hmm. the other two boys. Oh, yeah, and John, remember? Peter oh, Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Michael and John. They get all get away. Which is great. Good for them. They're happy. With, with Emma Roberts. Well, you don't think we're going to see them again? No. No. What? That's done. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What would, we, what would we need them I'm for? I'm so attached to everyone. I don't unless, know. <laughs> unless uh, Dandy feels like he needs to finish what he started and goes and grabs them Ooh. again. Right. Because Dandy's chasing after them and trips over a log. and then Because he's wearing that silly mask that he has pinholes <laughs> for eyes. I was like, take that off, boy. You're going to fall. And then he has that moment, the, the Veruca Salt moment. Yes. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. So well oh, performed. Yeah. Call. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it was giving me Willy Wonka right. vibes. Okay. Except with murder, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's great. Willy but I love it because when you were a kid, <laughs> you, you, we all knew that kid. Mm. Like, oh hopefully my gosh. you weren't that kid. But we all knew that kid that didn't get what they <laughs> wanted. Was a and was just was a not like horrible brat, you know? I was not allowed to be a brat. So. No. I was not either. I was also not an only child, mm. Sarah. I'm not an only child. I'm an only Whatever. child. What do you have against yeah. only onlys? Usually spoiled. It's not my fault. <laughs> I wanted a ratty. sibling and they wouldn't give me one. <laughs> it was just me. I'm my firstborn, so maybe that. Well, yeah, so, well, Dandy is not a good representation of only children. No, he is not. He is, he like, the like epitome the, of yeah. the horrible but only But he is the epitome child. of mommy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mommy gives, mommy has guilt mm-hmm. and gives him everything he wants. Daddy's right. not around. But, yeah. Or sort of borderline yeah. inappropriate relationship with the mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys watch Game of Thrones, any of you? Yes. Okay, so. I don't always understand it. it. The mother-son relationship reminds me mm-hmm. of um, the, the little boy and the I don't want to spoil it but is her name Catherine Catherine I don't know anyone I don't know anyway there's a relationship in the show where this little boy literally is breastfeeding and he is he is eight years old nine Mm -hmm. years old breastfeeding you know his mom's breastfeeding him and and he babies him to do that but he has this insane attitude Mm -hmm. and entitlement that Dandy has and it's just it's I want to know about Dandy's past because we still have no indication of where the father is, right. mm-hmm. you know, what he was like when he was even younger, how his mother acts, because... How, yeah, how did she, she get that way? She seems like a self-medicator to me. Right. We don't know anything totally. about her. She's no, a little nothing. too... She has too much pep in her step. Yeah. Um, but obviously Lithium. now she's going to have a lot more responsibilities now that Patty LaBelle is dead. Well, yeah. she Dora. He finally... Dora. He finally <laughs> killed a person. We saw that tonight and he was... So happy. We knew this was coming. We like, did know this was coming. And it, it had to be her, too. I mean, how many times has he come at her with a pointed object and she said, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. And he finally, you He's know. Like, I'll show you. And in his life, I guess she is expendable. Yeah. And she's also been the tormentor. But everyone's yes. expendable. He doesn't value anybody. Mm-hmm. I think at the I end of the day, he's going to value mom. his mom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But also, who's going to feed him? I mean, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. He can't take care of himself. Well, Dora's the one that fed him. True. But they can just get another one. That's true. You know what I mean? I'm very excited because now with Dora dead, it means that Gabri Sidibe can come back into the show. Oh, yeah. And she is playing the daughter of Dora. (gasps) Oh. Oh. (laughs) 
because her mother goes missing. How did you know this? Okay. You read it somewhere? So, um, I think EW did a featurette when Patti LaBelle's casting was announced, Uh but they explained that the connection between Gabourey and Patti was that it's a mother-daughter relationship, and Gabourey comes back to Jupiter after her mother goes missing. Okay. So, obviously, Dandy is about to get rid of the body. I mean, really not that much of a spoiler, because she had to be in So, are they going to show flashbacks, I wonder, then? Probably, right? I mean, well, this is, hopefully this is how we get to know Dandy's backstory. I hope so. Because maybe she had a lot, maybe Gabrielle had a lot to do with it. I don't know her character. Well, that's what I would think. Because if Dora's been there, wiping his ass, as Mm -hmm. she said, Mm -hmm. like since he was born, then you would think her daughter would have been around. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Who knows what she's such a sleuth. Yes. And another person who sort of came around, I would say, is Esmeralda. Mm. We saw different different side of different her. Different side of her. Because at first when she shows up, she's afraid of the quote-unquote freaks and she doesn't want to talk to them. And she's here for right. a job. She's right. here for a job. Literally. And she wants to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after everything that happened with her and Jimmy, and we saw at the beginning of the episode, she's like, I don't trust you. I don't really know who you are. It's dark. And I know what men want when it's dark out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, who hasn't had that thought before? But it's funny because when she makes the switch to caring about the freaks, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, her partner sort of comes at the most inopportune time. Right. He's done getting his pleasure, as we saw in the last episode. Mm. That weird scene where he was with a... Yeah, it was very weird. With Thor. Dennis O'Hare with Thor. (laughs) Yeah. um, But he sort of is coming when she is just now developing feelings like Elsa said she put a spell on you mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. well everyone sort of still thinks she's a fortune teller fortune teller yeah. mm-hmm. um which hopefully will come into play a little bit again later yeah but she's not the only one besides um that has come to terms with these people the townspeople okay so that's where I cried this is the crying <laughs> scene really cue the tears I was like cheesy I mean I love <gasps> I loved it, but I was it was like, Oriana. stop it. The guy shakes the lobster hand. This would have been the same person that was throwing bottles at his face like Oriana an and hour I ago. Hearts of coal. No, I don't know. I just I just feel like the townspeople have been made to be so vicious and yes. cruel that all of a sudden this freak saved my child. Now I'm going to go touch his lobster hand. It just seems really far-fetched. I'm sorry. Did I, I just ruin it. No, far-fetched. I'm with you, but it was warranted. It I was, suppose. I think it was beautiful, but it I just was wasn't here. I was more like, yeah, right. Or like, mm. I just loved Faith it. And I loved it too because that's all they wanted was the townspeople to come and like pay to see their show, and then they're like sold out, and they're like so excited. <laughs> It was awesome. It was awesome. It was completely tenderoni, and I appreciated it. Yeah. Since there hasn't been many moments like that in yeah. the series so far, I did like how the townspeople came around. Now, with that, mm-hmm. how they had the sort of, like, lynch mob aspect of attacking the freaks and now forgiving the freaks, I feel like it could flip back just as easy when Dandy starts killing people and people are disappearing. It's very easy, as we know in the first four episodes, to pin something on these this group of people. And the one outcast. good deed is not going to change everyone. Right. But I feel like that's kind of just true to life in general, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this new, you know, like, I mean, they he was redeemed, or they were redeemed, and then, you know, the next week, a new story comes out, and it's... You know, okay, like, this is going to seem really far-fetched, but to make it actually topical and current, mm-hmm. I was listening on the news about these poor nurses that had Ebola 
um, that got contracted it from a patient. And of course, the the people that did the news stories, like the government official that spoke about them, was like, oh, well, the nurse traveled and she should have never traveled. And the whole point of the story was that the nurses followed all the protocol they were supposed right. to. They did everything right. But one jackass gets up there and says they didn't do something right. And now those nurses are getting death threats. Yeah. But the story came out, and I listened to it on the radio, that was completely exonerating them. But it was like, all it took was one person and a right. group think mentality mm-hmm. to, to ruin these women's lives. They're literally suing. And, and you know what? Uh, we sort of saw a glimpse of how the police officer was acting towards mm-hmm. um, Jimmy. 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 And, you know, police were very valued back then and trusted and... Are you saying they're not now? They were a big part of the community. What I'm saying is... In a different way. In a different... You know, I'm just saying, like, back then, the police were everything. They were the protectors along with, you know, the men in the family, and Mm -hmm. and they were a presence in the community. And they obviously still have a problem with the freaks. Yes. So, okay, so let's talk about this and Jimmy, because I felt like... At first, I was distrustful. I'm distrustful of police, sorry, in general. But at first, I was distrustful of that cop that was saying, like, did you kill him? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to defend yourself. My first reaction was, like, don't don't say it because right. I'm going to pin it on you. Right. But then it's, it seemed, did you guys agree that it seemed like he was genuinely, like, caring about what happened? No. No. Yeah, no. Not okay. at all. I didn't I mean, there's it something definitely iffy about that particular cop or detective or whatever he is. Just the exchange was weird. And then when Jimmy was talking about Meep and how he's going to call the reporters and tell them, you know, you know, Who what the real what hero you, was. Yeah, what you did to them and, and everything. I, it just seems like very shady to me. And I know that the cops are not done. It seemed so. What my reaction was. Okay, so Jimmy just saved the day, mm-hmm. essentially, and now he's going to mess it up by being angry with this cop, who this cop is his lifeline to being a hero, to being exonerated, and he's mouthing off to him, which, like you said, you do not mouth off to an officer at that time in history, especially. Like, that's so insanely disrespectful. Yeah. And I just felt like it was an opportunity for him to, t- to turn it his way, mm-hmm. but he's so angry that he can't, and that it might come back to haunt him. I think it honestly depends on because so far Dandy's only killed Patty LaBelle, Dora. He's killed her. I think it depends on his actions, honestly, because like whatever he does, they're gonna get blamed for most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably won't get blamed for Dora. No, but she's gonna go missing. Right. He's gonna do something with her body. So or the mom. I wouldn't doubt if his mother. And hides did you it. make a good point? Because Dandy is pissed at the freak show for not letting him in mm-hmm. so what if he stashes Dora's body somewhere over there right. and tries to you know incriminate the freaks who knows what it's- were you gonna say David it's really not important it, it, of course it's Jimmy's exchange with the cop and, and his anger towards him it sort of just reminded me of any exchange that I've ever had with a police officer <laughs> which there have not been many um but it, it feels like one of those things like when you're so angry about something you can't you want to not say something and you, you don't to. want to act like a jackass yeah. but it just sort of comes out like word vomit yeah this might be too deep but i got kind of like a because you know he's got daddy issues we know that mm-hmm. and like the whole authority mm-hmm. like authority figure 
the the cops. I don't know. I feel like that's like all hand in hand. Like he's very he's angry in general. Well, yeah. so like, we saw how angry he was at the townspeople in the diner. Remember? Yes. And yeah. he was just livid, and he's going to stand up to them. And so that's why I was kind of rolling my eyes at the scene at the end because I'm like, these are if they're not the exact same people, they're exactly like those people that were so awful to that were you were so angry at. But that's mm-hmm. what people are like, though. I know, life. but I mean, the I would have expected the cop yeah. to be nice to at least the police officer who was power over you and can destroy your life right. versus, you know, compared to the townspeople that bring brownies and now we're all happy. I just felt like, where's the anger? He's been the man for so long yeah. that I just feel like in any situation where he needs to stick up for himself or someone else, he's going to take the aggression because that's what he's always done right. because he sort of always had to be in charge. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we don't get to hear his backstory because Edward does not go to him. No, not yet at least. We'll no. get it eventually. Yeah. But who is also going to move on and do what they've always done is the entire freak show, mm-hmm. which for now at least they're going to be well off for like a hot minute. Yeah, oh, yeah. which I'm excited for. Show. But that's pretty much our entire no way. episode. What There's else happened? Well, <laughs> happened? well, so I'm I think it's setting it up for the next episode yes. about Bet and Dot. Yes, right? we missed we didn't right. see Bet and Dot tonight. We didn't see Well, yes, we uh, did. We saw them for like a second. We see the jealousy. They we didn't the jealousy. Jealousy. They're no longer the headliners. No longer the headliners. We didn't see um our bearded lady. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right. Right. We got a lot of bearded lady last week. We only we had did. a moment with Del. Yeah, and only a moment. But I feel like that moment with Del when um, Jimmy was getting all that attention, mm-hmm. that was very, like, poignant. Like, he was, like, he's, like, not, like, the man of the house. Like, he, I don't know. There was, like, a power struggle there, and he could, like, sense it. And I... I, really I feel like all of the minor things that happened are setting us up for predictions. Yes. Yeah. So I think we definitely have news and gossip to talk Totes. about first. Okay. So why don't we go there? After News. Who's got news and gossip? Who wants to take it? I mean, I have two things, but I'm sure they're the same two things that go you do. It. You do one of them. All okay. right. Neil Patrick Harris is going to be on American Horror Story and David Burka, but I love them both, but I'm really excited about Neil Patrick Harris. And they did reveal that as far as their storylines, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be playing a chameleon salesman. In two episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then David Burka is coming into play. He sells chameleons or he... He David's is more interesting, actually. He is a chameleon. Okay. Okay. Um, And as we know, if we're going for the old school chameleon, it's that they have the ability to transform themselves with facial hair, mm-hmm. uh, you know, makeup, clothing to be completely different people. And this was very common in, in that time period. There okay. were people that were chameleons. Um, and uh, then his husband is going to have a sexy storyline in the finale right. with Jessica Lang. Which is amazing. Right also, away. Lily Rabe is coming back. Well, mm-hmm. yes. But I'm not... I, I'm not okay with that. I, I want her to come back. I don't. I I feel weird. I shouldn't say I don't like it, but I don't like that she's reprising her character from Asylum. To me, I why? 
Why well, can't she be someone new? Why? 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 We've never because done that before. Connected. But this is the thing. A lot of people have this yet. alternate universe theory. Mm-hmm. If you go on Tumblr, there's a bunch of American Horror Story fans. Guys, I'm sure you know them out there. I'm sure you've read it. Where they believe, like any theory, you know, like there's a Disney theory. There's a Pixar theory. There's mm-hmm. an American Horror Story theory that all four seasons so far are intertwined. And there are clues in each season that lead back or forward to other episodes. I'm kind of excited for Lily Rabe only because I love Pepper and, you know, we know Sister Mary Eunice, she was a sweetheart before the devil took over her soul, Mm -hmm. or at least we know she was, you know, on the nicer side. Um, So I'm excited to see why Pepper landed herself into the asylum and how that happened. And we do know she's going to be on episode 10, which is the winter cliffhanger. Mm, okay. Super exciting. I do want to say I am nice okay with her being on. I, I was dying for her to be back. Mm-hmm. Just not as the same character. I'd... Well, here's a bridge. Get over it. Because <laughs> it's happening. Um, so that's your news and gossip. Yeah. Should we jump into predictions? Mm-hmm. Predictions. Yes, predictions. And now, you're after I have one yes. prediction. You okay. have a prediction? I do. Oh my god, you never I have them. Stop. I had one the first week. I thought we week. were not going to do predictions, you and I. What? Oh, no, carry on. What was this yeah. agreement? I know. I don't remember this discussion. Um, I have one prediction. Okay. We will have a song next week. <laughs> oh we my god. Get, we didn't get Spoiler one this alert. week. Um, because what song? Do you have a prediction? Oh, as of what song it or could be? Or what type of music? Well, it's going to be pop music because they've all been pop songs. Um, Freddie Mercury. That would be incredible. How about a guy sing? Some Queen. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. I can awesome. see it. That's my prediction. It's going to be female vocalists. <laughs> okay, that's your prediction. That's my prediction. Next week we have a song. Because um, this week my theory is, is that because it was a two-parter, we got the song last week because it's technically one episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And one song per episode. One song per episode. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I have some predictions. Yeah, okay, you wrote yours down. Um, Go for it, girlfriend. I think that final scene where, or one of the final scenes where Bet and Dot are gazing, or is it Doth that's gazing lovingly over at Jimmy? They both are. And um, in comes to frame Esmeralda. Uh, mm-hmm. right. And I just think that's foreshadowing that uh, Bet and Doth's murderous side mm-hmm. is going to come out in a mm-hmm. jealous rage against Esmeralda. Nice. Who won't see it coming because she's not a real fortune teller. Um, <laughs> she's not? And I also so, think that Esmeralda, well, as we are seeing, is going to have a change of heart, which is going to complicate the relationship with Richard Spencer, the talent scout, which we didn't mention, mm. um, who's arrived and is, you know, obviously pl- using a ploy that they know will get Elsa because she's so. I love that when he said, I'm from Hollywood. And vain. she's like, oh. yeah. Star hungry. Yeah, she's so, so hungry. She mm-hmm. is so desperate. So I think that that's going to complicate their relationship as well. Okay. Um, and then if we saw the previews, so it's going to get hairy. The previews Jimmy. are always I misleading. Think yeah. Yeah. That. Now, since Esmeralda's partner is is in play, you know, he's going to make a move on Bet and Dot, as we see. It looks like oh, right, he injects he it in, he injects oh, the yeah, drug into a cupcake. cupcake. Um, but I think, as we saw, I want to say in two weeks ago, the preview for two weeks ago, we see Mon Petit mm-hmm. uh, sort of almost drowning in a, drowning in a jar. So I think that he's going to try to get... 
the twins, but he's going to end up with. I can't believe you remember that. How did you that? remember that? I don't that. know if we saw Me that preview. Either. I don't think I saw that either. either. I want to say it was like maybe the full season preview. Like it was like this season on American Horror Story. Oh, um, look at you cheating. And not no, you cheating. It was the first episode, episode darling. Shot the whole thing. Um, but I do think that he's going to try for the the high-priced item, and he's going to walk away with pretty much whatever he can get. Um, as we know, Elsa has a very strong relationship mm-hmm. with Malpetite. So... We she will see. Yeah, she might lose it. Um, but yeah, that's my prediction. He's going to mm. go for the super size and he's going to get the small. All right. Sara? Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, you're not giving predictions. I mean, I <laughs> thought that was like our thing, but I guess. Sarah, stop clowning around. I don't remember. I don't have my gloves on anymore. Oh, yeah, you stop. took them off. I gave predictions the first week and you were not here. Um. Okay. What do I predict? I predict. Um, God, I, I, I don't want to. I, I really don't. Okay. I really don't. You okay. don't have to. It's yeah. your prerogative. Well, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter. <laughs> we will yeah, continue the conversation say, like, on Twitter. So where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Miss Oriana Leo or Instagram at Oriana Leo. And please check out my YouTube channel. I've got a new episode of Running Errands in Hollywood with pop group Sid Youth. There's some sexy ladies. And that's at oh, youtube.com forward slash the Oriana Leo. Fine. It's only eight minutes this time, so it won't take you all day. It. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jillian Leff. You can find me on Facebook at Jillian Leff Official. You can catch me on Thursday nights hosting How to Get Away with Murder at 8.05 on After Buzz. Good show. And yeah, Sarah. Don't almost drop my notebook. Um, I am on Twitter at Sarah on the Go, Sarah with an H, and on Instagram at SarahBear627. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at You Can Call Me Skiff. I want to send a quick shout out to all our fans. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So thank you guys for being there for us and tweeting us. We love it. We love hearing from you. We do. We love we hearing do. you, seeing your comments on iTunes. So rate, subscribe. From everyone here at the After Buzz TV studio, we just want to say a quick thank you and have a happy Halloween. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.